hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. It's nice to be back on board once again on July 4th, 2018. Wow, crazy. So six years to the day that there were some July 4th fireworks. Not nearly as exciting right now as it's about to start storming again as we've had a few bouts with rain. Great way to celebrate July 4th. Just great. So the only fireworks are, I guess, are lightning bolts on occasion in the sky. But, uh, well, Wild Free Agency signed seven players, and of course we drafted nine. So, pretty cool. Uh, some centers and some rights of center, that type of thing. Well, that that's kind of like the approach uh, going into the offseason is to try to balance out the roster. Nothing spectacular, no trade made at this moment. Of course, Jason Zucker, Matt Dumba, still restricted free agents. None of that has happened at this stage, so I'm actually saying the date. I figure, my, wow, why not? Brave the Wild always seems to happen on holidays. It seems like I always recorded on Thanksgiving. I have the time recorded on Christmas before. Here I am on July 4th, so instead of being at the lake right now, I'm recording Brave the Wild, so why not? It's a good time to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm very happy to be talking about this. I've been waiting with bated breath to kind of get back behind the mic. Uh, again, not the most exciting offseason, but at least, you know, there's a plan, this and that, and maybe a trade will follow at some point. Um, obviously, Charlie Coyle being the right shot forward that he is, and one of the few right shots that were even on the roster last year, and I mean very few right shots of any kind, at least in the forward department. Um, it's like he's kind of a commodity, even though he was a disappointing commodity considering what he was supposed to be originally when uh, the San Jose Sharks drafted him and the Wild traded for him years ago in the Brent Burns trade. Now, gosh, how many years ago? Seven years ago already. Damn. So, yes, yeah, so a year later, of course, the Wild uh, signed Zach Parisian to Ryan Suter literally a year to the day. It was about, at, at the time right now, I'm looking at the clock, it's almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At this second, uh, the, the two guys were signed around 11 a.m.-ish, around noonish, something like that. I remember it was a little bit nicer day outside, and I was waiting for my wife to get ready. She's just taking forever. Uh, she, she, and, uh, well, all of a sudden, and things took place. So, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Um, yay. I remember my friend Neil Nightdog Thiesing at the time. Obviously, again, God rest his soul, and I'll shout out to him forever. Uh, he was a not a super frequent guest, but he was a, he was a, he was a host on the show at times, not all the time, but when he was available and when we were both available at the same time, that type of thing. And we had a conversation: Will the Wild win a Stanley Cup in the Parisi Suter era? It's looking less and less likely, but I suppose once in a while teams break through. But there's, it seems like there's always a big boy waiting. Like how Las Vegas went all the way, and then there was the Washington Capitals waiting. As, you know, you look at, oh, the Washington Capitals are a Cinderella story, but that's only because they underachieved. They were kind of a big boy, weren't they? I would say Washington was a big boy waiting, and that's kind of what happened. So, yeah. Where am I going with this? I have no idea, other than I wish, well, uh, six years ago to the day, I wish the Wild had hoisted a cup or so since then, or at least there was a strong possibility the Wild might hoist one. Well, I think someday this franchise will, as I look at my little hardcore patch. Thank you for uh, that. Jim Metal out of Duluth there. But um, <laughs> it's Minnesota Wild Hardcore on Facebook. Big shout out always to them. Um, yeah, here we are still waiting. And uh, Paul Fenton, the general manager. You know, it's like, I, I get it. You're not going to just go up and make a trade to make a trade because the offers haven't been that good. And you know what? I'm not too surprised the offers haven't been that good. Um, Paul Fenton is known to make good trades where 
Chuck Fletcher made trades, but a lot of them weren't that good. In fact, you know, you could go back and forth over many of the trades Chuck Fletcher made. They weren't good, really. I mean, the Pominville one, like I've said more than once, was good at the time. Then the contract was kind of long, and it just kind of was what it was. But it's like, do you trade the assets we traded, multiple draft picks? And, uh, of course, uh, at the time, some players we thought were going to be good, like Johan Larson and Matt Hackett, who both of them completely were ended up flaming out completely. But at the time, major prospects in the Wilds Parm system. Of course, both Fletcher draft picks, which is kind of funny. But, um, yeah. Later on, it didn't turn out to be the greatest pick, but it was or trade, but it was okay at the time, and then we could go on forever. And you get the idea, the Molson trade and how expensive that was, and we could go on forever and ever and ever, how basically trade after trade after trade was just trading away draft picks for mediocre players who were past their prime, or really, there really was no prime. I mean, was Cody McCormick ever anything? Not really. <laughs> Cody McCormick. <laughs> yeah, well... That's why Paul Fenton has been a bit more conservative with the trading. He's aggressive when there's trades to be made, but he's conservative when there aren't trades to be made immediately. So that's kind of why we're sitting here waiting with the trades. The draft was conservative to a point, but at the same time, you kind of look at it and it's like, huh, the very first draft pick, there's nothing conservative about it because you're kind of like, what the hell? Everybody's saying this guy should have dropped like a, like a round or two, and that was Philip Johansson. Johansson, Johansson, no, Philip Johansson, who was a right shot defenseman, and they're like, well, he's maybe, maybe a top four defenseman in the NHL. Right shot, March 23rd, 2000 is when the young man was born, so many, 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 many years ahead of him, and it makes us feel older and older, considering I was an adult in 2000. I was a young adult, but I was an adult, and here's this guy, an NHL draft pick, and he was born in 2000, so ah, gray hairs and missing hairs continue for some of us, unfortunately. Why is all this popping up? Get out of here. But um, <laughs> all these stupid updates. Don't you just love computers? But uh, Philip Johansson, they're like, oh, that's kind of a reach. What the hell? And then he said, well, hey, a couple years ago, I drafted Ryan Suter, and people were saying kind of the same thing. So, well, and others. So it is what it is. We'll just have to sit and wait and see how things go with that. I'm optimistic cautiously always but optimistic and that's kind of how we can be about it at the moment right shot defenseman again not the greatest numbers only one point in the 23 games in that Swedish one league there um four penalty minutes so he's not an aggressive guy but hey a plus two in the 23 games so there's always those little things of course remember Jonas Brodin similar you didn't see a whole lot of numbers at all when he was drafted a lot of these leagues are much lower scoring, this and that. Uh, young Philip is six foot 176, so of course thin at the moment, and uh, six foot one. So we'll see what happens with Philip Johansson. Uh, sometimes these reaches are crazy because, you know, what is, what's the ad as they headed into the Saturday draft? Because, of course, this was Friday night, the first round, and that's it, the primetime one, and then you get the Saturday morning slash afternoon draft, second through seventh round. Well, this guy was taken in the draft, and this guy, look at this star, blah, 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 you know, like Sagan and, and, and others. Well, exactly. If this guy was supposed to slip into the second or third round, well, again, hello, so maybe, just maybe, this is one of those guys who tends up being good. As the 24th pick in the first round, there are guys sometimes that don't do anything. They don't see the light of day. So I would hope Philip Johansson is going to be better than A.J. Thielen, who went 6th overall in the 24th, or excuse me, 2004 draft, and he never skated a game in the NHL. I think he even barely had a cup of coffee in the AHL. That's how bad 
the sixth overall pick in the 2004 draft was A.J. Thielen. Um, he's turned out a little bit... Uh, a, a guy with the name Thielen who wears purple and gold has turned out a hell of a lot better for the Minnesota Vikings over the years. It's just funny how he wasn't drafted at all. And look at him. He's like a Pro Bowl-level wide receiver. And then A.J. Thielen, a first-round pick, a, a top-ten pick, and he doesn't even get a sniff. I mean, he was a training camp inventee three years later, and he was cut on the first day. So, yeah. Or was it at least the first line of cuts? Maybe it was two or three days. So, yeah, the Wild do not have a second-round pick because of that whole Las Vegas trade. Eric Halla, blah, blah, blah. Eric Halla was really actually Alex Tuck and then the uh, freedom to sign Eric Halla. <sighs> Enough. I don't even want to go into it anymore. Um, I really don't. But um, that's where that second-round pick went. But we got the number one pick in the third round, which is awesome. Jack McBain out of Toronto, Ontario. Yes, Toronto, Ontario. He's also, of course, just a young 2000 guy. And, of course, uh, the uh, juniors in the NHL, the uh, Ontario Junior Hockey League. Nice numbers, at the very least, for the Ontario Junior Hockey League, anyway. For the Toronto Junior Canadians, that's kind of cool. 58 points, 21 of them goals in the 48 games. He's a left shot, though, which is kind of funny. So here we go again with the left shots. Uh, stop it, right? But, hey, there will be a trend of right shots in the free agency uh, uh, moves that were very conservative as well, but could end up being nice additions. And, again, it'll tell a lot of the youngsters, hey, develop in the AHL, which is Mr. Paul Fenton's approach. So that's where things will head at the moment. Jack McBain, though, it was funny, just the difference of tone with the announcers at the draft at the moment. They're like, huh, weird pick. Johansson, that's quite a reach by Paul Fenton there. And wow. Hmm. And then Jack McVeigh, they're like, whoa, really nice pick by the Wild. Though they were very impressed with this one. And um, Jack McVeigh is looked on to be a guy, if he can improve his skating a bit, which I know that sounds like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like getting a turbo engine in your car might improve the, the performance. But yeah, well, his skating, if he can improve his skating a little bit, he could be a hell of a player. So that's really the talk with Jack McBain at the moment. So interesting. And he's age of 18. So I think his skating could improve a bit. Minnesota heads to Russia once again, as we like to draft at least one Russian a year. So the four Pete now, starting with Dmitry Sokolov, who will begin with the AHL. And, and that's awesome. Kirill was the next year. Kirill Kaprizov, who has star potential. Alexander, uh, no, it was Alexei... Uh, that's like, oh, there he is, Svetlakov. Andrei Svetlakov last year was the three creed. This one's an interesting one once again. Alexander Kovanov. Kovanov. Out of Russia, of course. He's a center. And another left shot. What the hell? <laughs> that's okay, though. And the good news of this young man, he's already in the uh, in North America. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, 28 points. Nine of them goals in the 29 games with the Montcon Wildcats. So that's good. He's already in North America. So interesting and encouraging. And he did play in the Olympics, and he was a factor out there just this past year. Because the Olympics this last year were more like, they were almost more like the Junior World Championships in a way, just as they were a bit older. So that's the interesting part. A lot of the guys were young, very young players out there for the Olympics this past winter Olympics anyway. And of course, Alexander... Kovanov is another center. So that's two centers and one defenseman so far, two left shot centers. Now we go to Connor, Connor Dewar. Maybe his ancestor invented the uh, the Dewars, or ancestor or relative anyway, invented the uh, containers that can hold liquid nitrogen. It's a Dewar. That's what it's called. Connor Dewar out of Manitoba. Manitoba. He's still born in 1999. That's funny. So a tiny bit older in the Western Hockey League. 68 points, 38 of them goals for the Western Hockey Leagues. Everett 
silver tips uh, everett silver tips so cool there another left shot interestingly so the left shots are coming again the lefties are coming the lefties are coming uh come on guys stop taking all these left shots red the whole team is <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the funny part that's been the bit going into the offseason is that was where chuck fletcher's like really i mean you know, it even got annoyed when people would ask him, why are there so many left shot players on this team? You know, so many left shot forwards and he would get annoyed with it. And it's like, what can you do this and that? And well, and the theme heading in is to get more righties in there. And yeah, we do head that direction. But shoot, it is kind of funny, the first three centers. But all centers, that these were all third round picks, by the way. Third round picks, 63rd overall, Jack McBain, number one in the third round. 86th overall for Kovanov and Dewar, 92nd overall, much later in the third round. No fourth round pick. So Simon Johansson, no relation to Philip Johansson, at least that we know of, unless they're distant cousins, both out of Sweden. 148th overall in the fifth round. The Wild would have two fifth round picks. Not much of a sample size for this youngster. Another right shot defenseman, Simon Johansson, but we'll see. One point in eight games with a minus one in eight games so far in that uh, department. Of course, if anybody, if you want to sit and tell me I'm an NHL draft expert, I mean, if I sat here and tried to tell you that, I'm not. So I'll be honest, of course. Similar build, a little bit taller, is Simon Johansson, and we'll just have to wait and see there. Right shot defenseman, Simon Johansson. Maybe a relation, maybe not, to the other draft pick, but nobody knows about that. Uh, Damian Giroux. So we get a Giroux coming to Minnesota. Someday, hopefully, in the fifth round. 155th overall, Damian Giroux. You remember Giroux of the... Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, Claude Giroux, one hell of a player there, of course. Ham, Ham, Hanmer, not Hamner, Hanmer, <laughs> Ontario. Five foot nine, left shot center. So another left shot center played in the Ontario Hockey League. So get your Ontario, your OHL applications ready to go once again, as we like to keep track of these guys during the course of the season, like uh, Jacob Golden and, of course, uh, Sokolov for so long, and even Ladnia, Ivan Ladnia. Hopefully, Ladnia will be on the AHL this time around. That would be a big up, big upgrade indeed. Um, that's why Sokolov's probably going to be in the AHL for a while because, well, you can't just throw him to the Wolves in the NHL. There's no way he's going to make it right away. See if he can sink or swim in the AHL. Of course, same for Philip, uh, Philip, Ivan Ladnia, who was a third round pick last year and the top pick for Chuck Fletcher in his final draft with the Wild. By the way, Chuck Fletcher will be a senior advisor for the New Jersey Devils. So Chuck Fletcher moving on to New Jersey, just like Jacques Lemaire did years later. He was a senior advisor for them. Now he's a senior advisor, a very senior advisor, we'll say, for the Toronto Maple Leafs of all teams. A team that also acquired John Tavares. Ouch. Um, after a good number of years in uh, New York. Gosh, it's been a while. But, um, yeah, John Tavares spurns, these, uh, spurns the team that drafted him number one overall. And off he went to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Maple Leafs, good chance they're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals last uh, this, this upcoming year. As I had a feeling they would have last year, but it just didn't happen. Um, the Sa- Saginaw spirit of the OHL goes... Uh, Damien Giroux. So we'll see what happens. Only five foot nine, one seventy seven. So we'll see. Kind of like a lot of the small guys we took last year, Ladnia and, and Mason Shaw and such. A lot of small guys. Forty three points, nineteen of them goals in the 60, 68 games. This was his second year. The previous year only eight goals and twenty five points in fifty three games. So took a major step up in the following year at age of eighteen. The young man, Damien Giroux. We'll see what happens there as you continue to slide downward. Sean. Boudres, Sean Boudres, out of Paquette, uh, 
Teron <laughs> Cherubon Poquette. He was born in the 90s still. Ooh, just like the other guy earlier. Uh, uh, the third pick that the Wild took. We'll go back, go back to that at some point. Uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. The Gatineau Olympics. Olympics. 60 points in 60 games, 28 of them goals. So good performance in that level. Major step up from the previous years in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So big step up, and that's why he was able to be a draft pick at the very least in the sixth round for the Minnesota Wild. A right shot, right wing. What a concept. A right wing that shoots right. Wow. The Wild had one of those last year. One. One guy who played on the right wing that shot right. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's playing out of position, and, oh, they're okay with it, and they're not okay with it, and ba 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 They're okay, they're not okay, they're okay, they're they're fine, they're not happy, they're happy, they're not happy. Well, let's just get some right shots in here, and let's get things going in the right direction. That would be appreciated. And Sam Hentges, Sam Hentges, I'm not sure if he's related to the Vice President of Operations of Maple Grove Operations in Boston Scientific. The uh, Vice President of Operations there is... Uh, Dale Henches, so not sure if there's any relation. I don't really know Dale Henches. I'm not quite that high up the uh, corporate ladder. In fact, I'm, let's just say I'm not even off the ground, hardly. <laughs> but, yeah, this young man is from New Brighton. New, it's New Brighton. Why is it spelled wrong? Shame on you. New Bergton? There's no New Bergton. It's New Brighton, Minnesota. That's funny. Way to misspell New Brighton. But, uh, so, there's a possibility he is from here. So, maybe he is related to that guy. Maybe he's his nephew or something. U.S. Hockey League. Tri-City Storm. We've heard of them before. And the Des Moines Buccaneers. Six points in seven games. Very small sample size for the young man who's also born in the 90s. July 26th, 99. Interesting. So, that's still 18, at least for another couple of days, anyway. It's seventh round pick, wrapping up the wild draft. Fairly conservative. He's a left wing that shoots right. He's a left wing that shoots right. So that's interesting. That's kind of rare, but okay. We've had a lot of uh, right wings that shoot left, but okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Laudney is a right wing that shoots right. So there he is. He's the franchise for the Wild coming up. Or at least yeah, so he hopes. It's, uh, I'm looking forward, though. I, I think the Wild uh, AHL team is going to be way better next year, by the way, with the additions coming in. Uh, if if the, a lot of these guys are on the NHL level, a lot of these... Uh, you know, they're kind of plug-and-play kind of guys. They're not stars, obviously. None of them are. They're gritty. They're veterans. They're, they're just gritty, you know. They're gritty. They're grinders. They'll score here and there. Good character. Good locker room, guys. So they'll fill the roster, possibly depending on some type of trade or no trade or whatever. And if somebody shoots up the ladder and they deserve to be in the NHL, this and that. Of course, Cunning's injury didn't help either. He's in recovery mode, of course. Um, but... Cunning probably will start in the AHL, like like 100% chance. They're not going to have him in the NHL unless he's just dazzling. And how is he going to be dazzling after recovering from an ACL? You know what I'm saying? So he's not going to have a whole lot of time to work on his game. Maybe the mental part of it, but which does help, of course. But I don't know. I'm not too confident he's going to be like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed just uh, right out of camp. So we'll just have to wait and see what that... Um, as we like to try to slide over into free agency as best possible. Interesting additions for the most part. Of course, Greg Pattern's the biggest. He's a right shot defenseman, six foot three, two hundred and twenty-four pounds. He does shoot right, also. Thank you. So he is a right defenseman, a legitimate right defenseman, um, in his late twenties. Well, 
it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, not Definitely never spectacular numbers. In fact, his season high was last year. He's 27 years old, by the way, at the moment. Uh, 13 points, one goal. His career high is one goal. He scored one goal for Montreal, one for Montreal again, and one for Dallas. So um, three goals so far in his NHL career overall. Uh, 12 points, no, 12 assists was a season high, so 13 points last year with the Dallas Stars. His second year with the Dallas Stars, of course. Um, 73 games overall. This was his first season where he played a significant amount of games. It took a little while to develop. A big, strong, stay-at-home type of guy. He's he's physical to a point, and he's big, and he, he just, he does a good job, and he was a major shutdown defenseman for the Dallas Stars last year, but of course, a fifth or sixth defenseman. Bottom, bottom pairing, and he will there's a pretty much 100% chance he will be paired with Nick Sealer. Nick Sealer also was signed to a one-way deal, 750000 a year or so. But then again, it, see, it's like that's not that bad going to the AHL. It's not a huge difference, but I got to think there's a huge chance that Nick Sealer will be on the NHL roster, a three-year deal. Very happy to have Nick Sealer in the fold. So he's part of the free agency there, obviously, the seven guys added or kept in this case, in Nick Sealer's case. Um, Nate Prosser also has a year remaining on his contract, so he will probably be the seventh defenseman, which, of course, becomes extremely, um, <laughs> extremely uh, valuable because guys get hurt all the time. So Nate Prosser, and, of course, the right shot defenseman is a premium. Unfortunately, that does mean guys like Louis Belpedio, uh, Brendan Mennell will probably not make the NHL roster, but especially Louis Belpedio, keep developing. Uh, Mennell actually is actually younger than uh, Belpedio, but still, he's actually had time in the AHL, and he produced uh, up and down, though, at times. Pattern will be making $2.25 million annually. There's no way he's going to get sent down unless he's absolutely horrible. That's, I, I don't know, it is a little on the expensive side, I think. Um, before this, he made 800000 a year, so or at least 800000 last year. He's now 28. He's just turned 28. I apologize. A three-year deal, two point twenty-five per, so interesting. Not cheap, quite frankly. Um, he's actually more expensive than Kyle Quincy, but I don't think he'll be as disappointing as Kyle Quincy, and he is a legitimate left, or excuse me, right-shot defenseman, where Quincy was a left-shot who agreed to play right, and it didn't work, and he didn't like it, but then he liked it, but he didn't like it, but he liked it, but he didn't like it, so that was stupid. What the hell was that? And he sucked, bottom line. And he sucked. He made stupid mistakes, and yeah, a guy like Christian Foline, like, you know, if the son of a gun could stay healthy and consistent, he's a wonderful player with a good shot, Christian Foline. But, of course, he can't stay healthy. And, and of course, the consistency follows with the inability to stay healthy. So, yeah, there's all that. As we put that in our pipe and smoke it, unfortunately. Um, yep, the other right side options in the pipeline, very intriguing. Uh, Brennan Menel, Louis Belpedio. I'm very encouraged about both of those guys. Uh, there's a bit of Spurgeon in both of them. They're smaller guys. That's one of the reasons why you need somebody on the right side who's big because Dumba's not that big. He's like 5'11-ish. Uh, Prosser's, excuse me, Prosser's. Prosser's not a particularly big guy. He's like middle, 6'1". That's not bad, but it's not big. Uh, of course, Spurgeon's 5'9". Mendel and Belpedio are shorter. Belpedio's like 5'10-ish. Uh, Mendel's like 5'9", 5'10-ish as well. So that's one of the reasons why Greg Pattern... Hmm. Patteren, I, I believe it's Patteren. Yeah, we keep saying it wrong or right, whatever. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Mr. Prosser will get 600K next year. So that will be interesting to see where things go. That's not too bad, though, for your seventh defenseman to make 600K. It's not the end of the world. Matt Hendricks, Minnesota native. He's 37 years old. 
uh, a left winger to, to fill up in that fourth line. Great in the locker room, this and that. He's just one of those glue guys who's good in the locker room. And that's about it. Uh, but no, he can score. He can score here and there. Um, I think he'll be better influenced than say a uh, you know as fun as Chris Stewart was, and everybody loves Chris Stewart. But I think he'll be better than Chris Stewart. This and that. Um, he had twenty five points back in uh, 2010, 2011. twenty five uh, points that year. Nine goals and uh, nine goals with Colorado the year before. He's been on the Colorado Avalanche, the Washington Caps. Of course, uh, Bruce Boudreau familiar with Matt Hendricks, and that's one of the influences. He's play, He played uh, four years with the Edmonton Oilers and a half year with the National Predators. There was a trade with Washington during 13-14, copyright Dan Cole. Uh, 60, <laughs> 60 games with the uh, Winnipeg Jets last year, 13 points, five of them goals. Decent plus minus up and down here and there. He's had a good number of penalty minutes, a physical guy at times. Um but he's calmed down a bit as well. Um, a well-liked guy will be good in the locker room. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. One-year deal. We'll pay him. It's a one-year one deal. It is one way. $700,000. Not the most expensive thing ever. So we'll just see what happens. Um, he's hung on there. He's definitely hung on in a big way. He started in the EACHL. So a guy who survived from the ECHL all the way up to the NHL is pretty impressive. He was with the St. Cloud State Huskies years ago as well. But, hey, good for him. Good for him, indeed. Uh, he, he's just a—he's a guy who finishes his checks and all that. Just does a good job. So, very, very appreciated. Good, uh, popular individual. At the end of the day, J.T. Brown is also a Minnesota native. So, welcome back from Burnville, Burnsville. He's 27 years old. Not quite as old. He's a right shot, right winger. So, there you go. At addressing the need of the right shot there, J.T. Brown, Hendricks, and Brown will probably be on the fourth line. Or maybe in the AHL, depending on the development of the Greenways, the Cunnins, the whoever. Uh, if Sam Anas surprises a lot of people, maybe he can come up. But Sam Anas, Sam Anas, pardon me, I keep saying it wrong, belongs on a power play. His, biggest, his best success is when he's on the power play. So if you could at least squeeze him into the second power play unit on occasion, maybe Sam Anas could be an NHL factor. He's not getting any younger. I mean, he's 24-25 now at Sam Anas. I think he deserves a crack at the NHL. J.T. Brown, 27, though. That's the moments of Tampa Bay, this and that. He's He was looked on to be a pretty good player, but he's underachieved throughout his career. Five and a half years of the Tampa Bay Lightning traded to Anaheim late in the season from Tampa to Anna, from Tampa Bay to Anaheim. 22 points with the Lightning in 15-16 when he was 25 years old. Eight goals, his career high, 22 points that year. He was a plus 16, but other than that, he's been a minus most of his career, other than the five little games he played back in 2011-2012 when he was 21 years old, kind of in and out of the AHL and such. JT Brown was looked on to be a better player than he's become. Smaller guy, but has some skill, this and that. We'll see what happens. I don't know. This guy... I don't know, seven points in what, how many games last year? 70 games? Ah, well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if JT Brown's going to make it in the NHL or not, uh, make it to the NHL or not. I'd rather give Sam Anas a crack, but I don't know. Will the position even be available for Sam Anas? But it should be. He's a right shot, right winger, and the Wild need one. Damn it. So, Sam Anas, I keep saying it. If you're going to have a smaller guy up here, I'd rather have Anas than Brown, but... We'll see. A lot of people like his skill, but not impressed with uh, certain character issues, this and that. He's not like a problem, but he's underachieved. A guy who's been around forever, Eric Fur, Fur, the, the fear. There's nothing to fear but fear himself, and that's Eric Fear. He's scary, all right. Six foot four, 208. Right shot center. He will be 
the fourth line center, most likely. 32 years of age, he's not that old. So we'll see. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see at this point. Um, by the way, really quick. Um, what the hell? Okay, I'm going crazy. Uh, JT Brown was it was a two year deal by the way for a little under seven hundred thousand a year. So we'll see what happens there. Eric Fear one year one million. So just like uh, Matt Collin last year and about how many years younger? Nine years younger than Matt Collin. Matt Collin by the way has inked a one year contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Matt Collin will be forty two and still having fun. He was forty one and having fun, but now he's forty two with the Penguins. So crazy. Uh, Eric Fear did play for the Penguins last year as well. Well, not last year, years a few years ago. And did he hoist the cup? He must have. I hope he did for his sake. Nope, he got traded to Toronto, didn't he? Ah, uh, that's a bummer. Ah, mm. oh, poor guy. Nope, so no Stanley. I don't believe Eric Fear won the Stanley Cup. Uh, only one year in San Jose so far. He was at Toronto and traded away from Toronto to San Jose. Only 18 games last year. Didn't produce a whole lot. But there's a good chance he will be on the NHL roster, signed for one year. It's a one-way contract, so he's going to get the million one way or another. Eric Fear, six foot four, a big, solid guy who's got some touch here and there. But again, he's a fourth liner. He hasn't done a whole lot though for quite a while. Uh, Eleven points in 2017, and 26, 2017, and last year he had four points in 18 games. So I know, oft injured this and that. I'm not sure. Uh, he was an 18th round pick, or 18th overall pick, by the way. Sorry, in 2003, that was the same year of Parisian Suter. <sighs> not been that great. So here again, this is an example of see people bitch and moan about Philip Johansson, but well, you know, I would he might end up being more solid than this guy. I mean, what, what was his career high? Okay, he had the 39 point season, 21 goals, but that was years ago. God, he was only 24 in 2010. That's just weird that 2010's that long ago. He's had some good moments, but he's dropped off, and he's never been that good. So, I don't know. Mm. Just a little, he's physical, he's solid, this and that. Um, mm. he's, he's good in defense, obviously. Very good defensively, chipping in some offense here and there. But he's bounced around the league, of course. Toronto, Pittsburgh, Washington. Again, another guy who's been on the Capitals years ago with... Uh, Boudreaux, so Fenton and Boudreaux working together a bit, and that's good to see. Winnipeg Jets, San Jose Sharks, so he's been around back and forth a bit, $1 million. We'll see what happens, and he will be, yeah, um, he will be, again, he'll be working with Boudreaux again, and Boudreaux trusts him, this and that, and apparently, well, he's replacing uh, Matt Cullen, so there it is. Andrew Hammond, Robble, 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 Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, has been signed by the Minnesota Wild for a one-year deal, two-way contract. Alex Dalek is one-year remaining, two-way contract. So, <laughs> just sit down, read between the lines, obviously, but I'll read the lines for you anyway. Uh, they will compete for the number two job. The winner will be the backup goalie to Devin Dubnik. The loser, so to speak, who won't be much of a loser, and you never know, things might change dramatically, will be the starting goalie for the AHL's Iowa Wild. So, in a lot of ways, starting goalies in the AHL could easily be backup goalies in the NHL. So they'll be interchangeable, this and that. So whoever's playing better will be the backup goalie for the Wild. Nice to have the Hamburglar in the fold. Remember years ago, again, he had that unbelievable season. He was 20-1. and one. Crazy numbers. Took them into the playoffs when they were kind of a nothing team other than Eric Carlson. 
and I called him William Carlson on the last show. Eric Carlson is is <laughs> Ottawa. William Carlson is Vegas. Both of them had an awesome year last year. Well, Carlson in general is awesome, but uh, Eric anyway. But William emerged nicely. The former Columbus Blue Jacket emerged crazy good with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. A 25-year-old player with 43 goals. That's pretty exciting. But Andrew Hammond quickly dropped off after that. As remember, he things got kind of more and more disappointing for him. After that, uh, he was adequate the next year, 2.65. You know, in a lot of ways, can I say this, Staylock-like? He was kind of Staylock-like the next year when he was 27. After, again, the the miraculous run, 20-1 record, goals against average of 1.79. I remember him and Dubnik were the stories of the year during that time. And then Dubnik and Hammond were in net against each other, and, and Devin Dubnik won that game, and Hammond slowly dropped off. Actually, that was the one loss that Andrew Hammond incurred in that regular season, 20-1 record was to the Minnesota Wild. So that's pretty crazy. And then things dropped off a bit, and he stunk. Then uh, two years later, he was barely in the NHL, kind of in and out of the AHL, only got in the, the net six times, didn't win a single game, 0-2. Last year, got to only be in one NHL game. One NHL game, and he gave up two goals in a short stint with the Colorado Avalanche. And he was okay in that short stint, but it was just one game. But uh, on average, during the time he was out there, he stopped 94% of the shots and just over two goals a game. So, uh, you know, <laughs> not much of a sample size for the young man. Um, you look at his career numbers, but it's mostly because of that crazy season with Ottawa in 2014-2015, the, the miraculous Dubnik year, and his goals against average is 2.31. So if he can be anything like that, sure, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't been that good since. If he could be at least like 20... 14-15 he's at least a backup goalie in the NHL behind the veteran uh, Craig Anderson. Nicholas Svedberg and Steve Michalik are on their way out officially. Uh, Svedberg off to Europe and Pit, uh, where did Steve Michalik go? I'm not sure what happened. He just left I guess. Unfortunately the Wild just let him go but the Hamburglar is into battle. Stalock and Kapo Kakinen will be the backup goalie in the AHL as he will adjust to the North American game, this and that. Kapo Kalkinen, who I do believe is the goalie of the future for the Minnesota Wild. Um, when Devin Dubnik's contract is coming near an end, I do believe Kapo Kalkinen will be called up. I believe in, in the next two years or so, Kapo Kalkinen will put on a Minnesota Wild jersey. And I do believe there's a good chance that he's the goalie of the future at the moment. Um, I, uh, every single year in Finland, Kapo Kalkinen got better and better and better. So... Again, big shout-out to uh, Pavel Bunnett. Again, both the two of us uh, follow the prospects very closely. Uh, Bunnett probably follows them even closer at times because he really follows the uh, prospects. But I talk about them constantly on this show. And Kalkinen, who was drafted three years ago by the Wild, improved every single year. And his numbers have been fantastic in Finland. So if he can translate to the AHL at the very least, very strong chance he will translate to the NHL. And hopefully he can do that. Uh, that's the goalie of the future, in my point of view. But uh, he'll be the goalie of the future for Iowa, of the, for the short-term future, and in Minnesota for the long-term future. Kapo Kalkinen, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does behind what I believe at the moment will be Andrew Hammond, because Alex Stalek is the in- incumbent, and the incumbent usually has a slight advantage. And, of course, his popularity in the locker room is very, very well noted. So we'll see what happens. Um, I like... I like Andrew Hammond. I love Hamburglar. I like the whole cheeseburger thing. I think that's cool. And I kind of want a cheeseburger with extra pickles right now. I love those. Just thinking about it. I I, I really do. Uh, Minor league depth was was also added. Matt Bartowski and Mike Lembus. So we'll see what happens 
at some point. Uh, Bartoski's been in 131 NHL games. We'll see what happens there. He'll be off to Iowa. And the Minnesota Wild also re-signed Ryan Murphy for one more year, the right shot defenseman Ryan Murphy. So again, he'll be depth. That could hopefully be that could be called up if things go awry. A guy who's had scoring touch at some point, his defense is adequate at the best at, at best. So we'll see what happens. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Free agency, though, that's kind of the the story there. We're just gonna have to sit and we're in, still in wait and see mode with Matt Dumba, Jason Zucker. The consistency of Zucker has been okay. He's improved nicely under Bruce Boudreaux, though, and it's been awesome. Matt Dumba went from a guy who, you know, quickly jumped up into the mid-30s in points to 50 points last year. So awesome. Uh, vote, uh, vote of confidence from the Minnesota Wild last season and keeping him rather than letting him get picked up by Vegas despite some, some gaffes here and there, and then he responded with a 50-point season. Still had some gaffes, but a 50-point season, and that could be very exciting. We'll see what happens indeed. Uh, as of right now, the... Yeah, love. our left-wingers at the moment, Zucker, Parisi, Felino, and Hendricks. Centers are Stahl, Koivu, Erickson, Eck, and Fear. Fear. Right-wingers are Granlund, Niederreiter, Coyle, and Brown. At the moment, JT Brown, left defenseman, if healthy anyway, Studer, Brodine, Steeler, and Olofsson. And right shot defenseman Spurgeon, Dumba, Pat, Patrin, and Prosser, Prosser, Nate Prosser. So, okay, well, there it is. Um, that's 12 forwards at the very least that were, n- no, yes, that's 12 forwards. <laughs> 12 forwards named, of course, four lines, duh, and eight defensemen named. So we'll see what happens at the moment. Of course, usually you only keep one uh one extra defense and one extra forward. We'll see what happens, though. Because, you know, injuries, this and that. And, yeah, certain guys, you want them on the NHL roster, but today they're not active, and you can deactivate one and activate the other, this and that. So we'll see what happens. Um, don't be surprised to see young Mr. Uh, I would be surprised if Hendricks ends up being the... Hendricks or Brown, one of the two, ends up being the 13th forward. Maybe Hendricks, but Brown, I'm not... I, I don't know. I'm not real confident in him. Uh, Hendricks has done better than Brown so far, but Brown is, what, 10 years younger, so we'll see what happens. I do think Greenway is going to be, there's a strong possibility he'll be on the NHL roster. Even Fenton said he's, uh, it's a unique situation with him, so we'll just have to wait and see with how that goes. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be uh, extremely interesting to see how the lineup shake out, this and that, and of course the, the trades, the signings, hopefully the contracts are reasonable. I do feel very confident in Paul Fenton that he will do a good job with his contracts, that he will uh, obviously will get the right deal, this and that, uh, one way or another, tra- trades or, of course, uh, intelligent contracts. The Koiva one is extremely frustrating. Two-year extension and a, and a no-trade clause, like, come on, man. So that's extremely frustrating. If the Wild could trade Koivu, that'd be great. It's just the problem is centers are a premium, but luckily... Minnesota drafted centers like crazy. Paul Fenton and co. drafted centers up the yin-yang in this draft. So somebody's got to replace Koivu at some point, please. Um, and I do think I do think the guy who will ultimately replace Koivu in terms of leadership, defense, offense, two-way game, and I think I would like to see him replace Koivu on the power play as soon as possible is Jewel is a probably, I think I'm finally saying it right. I mean, Jewel was close, but Jewel, I guess it really is. Jewel Eriksson, a Jewel of a player. Jewel Eriksson will hopefully be the guy who ultimately replaces 
Miko Koivu, if he can take that step up this year and become the second line center. So Koivu can drop down to third, and fear itself will be on the fourth line. So we'll just have to, again, let that play out as is. I'm not that confident in fear either, but uh, whatever. He's got some play. I mean, he's he's been around. He's been in the league. You almost forgot about him, though, because last year he barely existed. I don't know. Hendricks, we've seen him bounce around for a while, and he's okay. Brown, I don't know, man. Olafson. Well, Olafson, <laughs> he's got to really, he's really got to earn it, or he's going to be playing AHL hockey again. Or I, there's a strong, there's a possibility he could get traded. The problem becomes what will the Wild ultimately get? I'm not sure. But uh, I want to give credit to the Sports Daily for some of the information here, of course, for like the money amounts and everything. And just, you know, pairing the lines together, this and that. Well, these aren't really the lines. It's just the groups of players. Generally speaking, you know, obviously the defensive pairings, if healthy, Suter and Bro and Dumba lately. It could be Spur- uh, Suter and Spurgeon, but Suter and Dumba is probably a better fit at the moment. And that seems to be the idea. Um Brodin and Spurgeon, and then Steeler and Petrin, and then Prosser or Olofsson will be the seventh defenseman, and the other one will be in the AHL. So we'll see what happens. I think Prosser will be in the uh, I think Prosser will be in the NHL, and Olofsson will continue to get minutes in the AHL. He'll probably be one of the obviously one of the top defensemen down there. And you got Carson Soucy also uh, breathing down the bat, breathing down the neck of Gustav Olofsson. Steeler leapfrogged him, and Soucy is uh, breathing down his neck. So we'll just have to wait and see. Left shot defenseman, of course, Carson Susie in Iowa, who did get some minutes in the NHL at the end when uh, Mr. Studer couldn't handle it. Um, crazy. Crazy indeed how things take place. <sighs> crazy but fun. Fun to keep up with. I enjoy it very much. So I believe there were some comments on the Facebook page. This is going to be a one-shot show. One-shot, no break. Sometimes I have a break on these. This time I'm not going to do it. I could have just went draft, break, and free agency, but I figured I'll just do it in one quick uh, swoop here. It's not going to be a super long show. Uh, There'll be more to talk about coming up. Well, it's still going to be probably 45 minutes, looks like. Wow. Brave the Wild. Uh, At Brave the Wild is the Twitter account, by the way. At Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. You could be at BraveTheWild.Minnesota for Facebook or Facebook.com forward slash BraveTheWild.Minnesota is how you can get on there. So appreciate having you join that page if you could. Comments. There was a couple here. Well, yeah, it was mostly on Robble Robble here, Mr. Uh, Hamburglar. Andrew Hammond. Michael Fick says, we need a 1B, not a number 2. Hopefully Hammond can be that guy and Stalak can be number 1 in Iowa. And that could be the direction. Michael Fick is local here in Minnesota. Uh, Benny Allen is from Australia. He says, he has shown, uh, Benny says anyway, he has shown promise in the past, so I'm hopeful. And I hope so, too. I hope so, too. I would like to see what happens. Um, I like Andrew Hammond. I like that he's getting a chance here. He's just turned 30, so still got a future in the league. A lot of guys have come here that didn't get a whole lot of sample size in the NHL. I mean, Dwayne Rolston barely got a shot, and then look how good he turned out. I mean, it was unbelievable. Nicholas Backstrom was just kind of floating around out there, and then boom, he just kind of came in. Oh, he made the team. Damn. Nicholas Backstrom made the NHL roster. And then it was like, Manny Fernandez who? You know, at first it was like, oh, Backstrom's in that tonight. Okay, hope he's okay. Because we liked Manny so much back then. And then Backstrom became great. Obviously, years later, we got really frustrated with his terrible shootout uh, Performances and of course the on on and off on and off again injuries drove us nuts and then his career completely deteriorated. But still, you know, 
Rolleston was a good story. Yeah, maybe Andrew Hammond could be like that. Obviously, Devin Dubnik was a guy who had time in the NHL, but he was kind of in and out, this and that. And then when he finally got a number one job, boom, he took off. Not looking at Hammond as a number one guy, but at least maybe a solid backup. Though, at the moment, a lot of people do believe uh, Alex Stalock will retain the job. At Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild for the Twitter account, do give that a follow. For the Facebook page, again, facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. Do join that. Give that a like and follow it comment on there. I appreciate those of you that did. Really do. Um, also, again, a shout out to MNW Players. Facebook.com forward slash MNW Players or MNWplayers.com. Thank you again in advance for checking out that page and liking it. I'm an admin. Pavel Bunet and Merrick Skyba out of the Czech Republic, both major followers of the Minnesota Wild. Again, they are out of the Czech Republic. They follow the system very closely over there in Europe, but also the AHL, the ECHL, and other affiliates out there. And, of course, they keep up highly with the NHL as well. Pavel Bunet often posts on Minnesota Wild Hardcore. He's an admin for that page. Jim Maddell, of course, the creator and founder of that page. Jim Maddell, great guy out of Duluth, Minnesota. Chance Kostek is the admin. He is my brother's brother-in-law, so he's my brother-in-law too, of course. My brother married his sister. <laughs> to make it more simple, David Kostek, also uh, Chance's father there. Big part of that page, uh, hockey uh, just just a, uh, just absolutely a hockey Yoda, and it's really cool to have conversations about hockey with these guys and uh, on these pages and such. Uh, again, hopefully uh, those of you can post on the Facebook page of Brave the Wild, but again, interact with Minnesota Wild Hardcore, uh, MNW players, all that, and thanks again in advance. Please do give Brave the Wild a positive rating on iTunes. And those of you that have, thank you again very much. Please do give Brave the Wild a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher. would be greatly appreciated again for that. Um, the phone line, I'm not sure if it's still intact. So I'm going to just give out the, at this point, because I believe the sportsstuff.com is no more at the moment. But it's still, this is still the sportsstuff.com. You could call it at the moment. Like I'm affiliated with the sportsstuff.com, but I think the website is down. So we're going to just go with audio submission. Audio submission for you to get on this show. Classic uh, podcasting term. It's actually better because there's no limit to it. So use your smart device, record a phone call, literally with your phone, with the uh, voice recording device, save it, and email the file to. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Thank you again in advance for sending that to me. Then you can come and comment about the free agency, what the Wilds should do, trades, this and that, the Wilds jerseys, who knows, whatever it is, as long as it's Minnesota Wild related or NHL related, is greatly appreciated. Uh, thanks in advance if you could do that. Links and, of course, all this information will be in the show description. So you could get to it very quickly. There's no may, there's no real limit, but keep, keep it to around five-ish minutes if possible. And I'll be very, very happy to have you on air with me. So with that, I want to thank you for listening. Happy July 4th. It looks like it's drying out, so I just might head to the lake as soon as I upload this here in a couple seconds. So <laughs> that's great. I might head to the lake quick before I head to my parents to hang out and all that with the, the nieces and nephews. So yes, uh, thank you again. God bless you. Go wild, and uh, well, it's just uh, we're sitting and waiting with bated breath for some type of trade, hopefully the right one.